0: If you had the choice of superpowers, what would you choose? Who would you be? Probably Iceman today. But um, I'd probably settle for the ability to fly. It would be very useful in this time of closed borders and quarantine. Very, very useful. But what about the power of being invisible? I mean, it's wonderful you can sort of go in slip into places and nobody would need to know you were there it's okay if you could choose to become invisible and then choose to become visible again but what happens if we get trapped in the invisibility if we could not get out of it if nobody could see you or hear you if you were permanently unnoticed I think that's one of the reasons why people are scared of ghosts. Ghosts are these sort of people who can't really be seen, can't be heard, and yet are there and yet are invisible. Well, today we read how Jesus has the power to make ghosts real and to make the invisible visible. That's what happened with the woman. She was invisible, uh, uh, not in a superpower sort of way but invisible because nobody saw her. She was sick with a hemorrhage, with bleeding, which had lasted for 12 years. It meant she was unclean. It meant she would have been socially isolated. It seems that she was on her own. She was like a ghost. She was the person who came in the crowd and would have gone with the crowd and nobody would have noticed her nobody would have missed her. Nobody except the people who wanted to make use of her, to bleed her dry, quite literally in her case. Notice how Mark writes that she had spent all her money on doctors and she still hadn't been healed. In our cities, there are many people who are invisible. They've come to the city because there seems to be, or there is, no future for them in their home. They've come because of a dream. We're encouraged to be ambitious. Children are told to be ambitious, to dream big dreams. You can do anything, you can become anyone. And of course it's good to encourage our children to be ambitious. But there need to be reality checks. You may desperately want to become an astronaut or a hockey player or a ballerina or an oligarch or marry an oligarch or if that doesn't happen marry a wealthy foreigner but so do millions of other people and you need a plan B and a plan C and a plan D. There's an old fable in England about a man called Dick Whittington who had a cat. He heard that the streets of London were paved with gold So he came to London with his cat, and he ended up making a fortune and becoming Lord Mayor. But for every Dick Whittington, there are a million others who come to the big city with or without their cats, and who end up disenchanted, abused, lost, and they become invisible. When they get to the city they become invisible. At first it might be like having a superpower. They can do what they want. They can go where they want. There are no parents. There's nobody else checking up on them. But it is possible for whatever reason. It may be financial crisis. It may be sickness. It may be substance dependence. It is so easy for people to become trapped into an invisibility cycle, and nobody sees them, and they're trapped, lost, and also extremely vulnerable. When I was vicar of an inner city church in London, one of the great encouragements was seeing the sort of people who came to our church. There were not many rich or famous, maybe one or two, but many have been drawn to London often from overseas by the promise of a new life but it had not worked out for them and they had become invisible lost and one of our people a london city mission worker lucy who was from peru set up a space in church called the square of grace and people came to church and they met other people who were lost and who had become invisible And some of them found a home away from home and began to become visible. I've strayed a long way from this passage, but here we have an invisible woman. She creeps up behind Jesus and touches his robe. That would have been because she was unclean. And as someone who was unclean, the last thing she should have done was touch a rabbi, a religious teacher but she also creeps up to him because she is in her own eyes invisible woman it was her way of surviving and she'd become so used to being invisible that she wanted to remain invisible and jesus jesus makes the invisible visible when he calls her to come forward to show herself she is terrified She doesn't do things in public, it's not her. But he doesn't do it to abuse her or publicly shame her. He does it in order to reassure her that she is okay, that she hasn't done anything wrong and that she is healed. He does it so that she who was invisible can become visible. There are connections between these two stories. Both Jairus and this woman were desperate. This woman had been sick for 12 years, Jairus' daughter was 12 years old. For both of them, the situation that they bring to Jesus seems to get worse before it gets better. Jairus' daughter dies, the woman has to confess what she has done. Jairus comes to Jesus very publicly very visibly, but the raising of his daughter is done privately, invisibly. The woman comes to Jesus secretly, invisibly, but her healing is made very public, very visible. And for a brief moment which has been sealed in the scripture for eternity, God brought these two very different people together their stories coincided and i bet when they meet in heaven there's a quite a little bit of shared understanding between them it's also interesting that neither of them make any declaration of faith in who jesus is They do not call him son of David or son of God. They do not call him master or Lord. They simply know that he is the one who has the power of God to rescue them. They were people who were beginning to see with their inner spiritual eye, that which is invisible to the outer eye. They were beginning to see through the visible to the invisible most of the other religious leaders saw Jesus as an upstart a false heretical teacher a troublemaker as someone who needed to be destroyed they've already agreed that in Mark chapter 3 verse 6 but Jairus a religious leader Jairus uh, sees Jesus as someone who can heal his daughter most of the crowd would have seen Jesus as a celebrity, an entertainer, a remarkable teacher, a wonder worker. They were hanging out with him, they were going with him to see how he, whether, what would happen and whether he would heal Jairus' daughter. But the woman saw Jesus as someone who could heal her. We come to church today for many reasons, to hear English spoken to meet with our friends. I had written here to be somewhere that is just slightly cooler than outside, but I'm not sure that's right. <laughs> but I do hope that we come to church today because we are beginning to see that which is invisible. We may not have worked out exactly what we believe about Jesus, but we're beginning to understand with the woman, Jairus. That he is the one who we can turn to in our desperation. That he is the one who can make the invisible visible. Who can give to the homeless homes. That he is the person who will one day make everything that is invisible visible. Father God thank you for the example of this woman thank you that you took her and you healed her and thank you that you made her who was invisible that you brought her out to the front and made her visible amen